0: good morning church this morning's reading is taken from matthew chapter 3 verses 13 to 17. Then jesus came from galilee to the jordan to be baptized by john but john tried to deter him saying i need to be baptized by you and do you come to me jesus replied let it be so now it is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was open, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Thanks be to God for his reading.
1: Brilliant. We're going to look at God's Word together. Thank you, Winston, for reading that to us. Um, I remember my baptism well. Um, I was 13 years old, um, I think. Uh, I, don't, I remember my baptism, but not my age, which is probably a sign, but let's not go there. Um, I've been a Christian for about two years, possibly slightly more, slightly less. can't remember. Um, but I remember having become a Christian at 11 years old, being told that if I made Jesus my Saviour, I could be forgiven for all the things I'd done that were wrong. At that point, I hadn't thought I'd done anything wrong. Um, But uh, that once I asked Jesus into my life and said sorry and asked him to be my king and to follow him, I knew that one day I could be with him in heaven forever and ever and ever. And so I prayed that prayer at the age of 11 years old. And when I was 13, I was baptized. And, uh, and I have to confess, I didn't quite understand the significance of baptism at 13. I remember uh, the church leader of my first church, Good Maze Baptist Church, a guy called Tony Cross. Um, he's probably well old by now, isn't he? Um, I'm not, fortunately. But he, uh, uh, he asked me question after question after question. And I'm pretty certain I answered everyone, um, Jesus? <laughs> and that was the answer to some of them, or God's love, and I was lost after that. But bless him in his maturity. He understood that actually, even if I didn't understand, that was the right next step for me. I'm glad that he did it. Um, If he'd judged me on my answers alone, um, my story may have been very different, so I owe him that. Um, So my family came along um, in October, I believe it was the 13th of October, and I made my promises, not there, because that wasn't here, and uh, I promised to follow Jesus. I declared to the world, friends and family, a few kids from school, I was very brave, uh, inviting them, and I entered the water, and I went under And I came up declaring to the world that I would follow Jesus Christ until the day I died. And that was 30 years ago. And I'm so glad that that day I took and had my baptism. Without it, I'm sure my walk would be very, very different. This morning, uh, if you you don't know your Christian calendar very well, today is Trinity Sunday. And uh, Trinity Sunday is when uh, the church traditionally stops and thinks about the Trinity. Uh, We believe in one God. There is only one God, but God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. One God who exists as three separate, distinct persons who are one and separate as well. It always makes me smile, Trinity Sunday, because every Sunday is Trinity Sunday. I don't believe in God the Father only for the rest of the year, and then think of the Holy Spirit and God the Son once a year. This is who we believe in. God is majestic and amazing. Not just one God, but one God who is three at the same time. I read this quote about the Trinity this week. Within his own mysterious being, God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The designations are are just ways in which God is God. Within the Godhead, there are three persons who are neither three gods nor three parts of God, but co-equally and co-eternally God. And if that blows your mind, brilliant, it should If you feel you understand the Trinity, then I would put to you that you probably have a a human definition of God. The moment you feel you've understood God is the very moment you've not understood God. And yet you can know God in the most wonderful way as well. And so today we're looking at Jesus' baptism, and we're going to see both those themes converge uh, briefly this morning. We see all three members of the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, as Jesus is baptized, bringing those two themes together. Let me read Matthew three thirteen to 17 again, uh, not because Winsome did a bad job, quite the opposite. A you know, wonderful job, Winsome, um, but only because it's good to have the Word of God as often as we can. So, uh, verse 13 to 17 of Matthew chapter 3, if you've got it open, why not keep it open? Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptised by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptised by you, and you come to me. Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this, to fulfil all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptised, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. So we see all three members of the Trinity. What a moment that would have been. Can you imagine standing on the edges of the River Jordan and seeing this man come who none of you knew except the man doing the baptizing. What an amazing moment that would have been to have heard and seen heaven open. The voice of God the Father declared, This This is my son, of whom I am well pleased. Seeing the Holy Spirit come down and a light on him, what an amazing, magnificent moment that would have been. And yet you see that John tries to deter him at the beginning. No, 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 no. I should be being baptized by you. Absolutely. But this is one of those key moments in Jesus' ministry that matter for its symbolism as much as the actual event itself. This is the beginning of Jesus' ministry. Matthew is letting his readers know. Jesus is letting his Jewish followers know in Israel that he is their Jewish Messiah. He is the one they've been waiting for for thousands of years. The anointed king, the anointed son who's going to come and rule and lead and give people their freedom from their sin and their oppression and their brokenness. This is the very same river that God's people crossed with Joshua if you remember. Israel was supposed to be a kingdom of priests, a light to the world, the Jews and the Gentiles, the non-Jews. And what they failed to be, this Jesus, our Savior, God's Son, would be through his perfect obedience and his work serving his Father and our Father. But this is such an important moment, because this is where Jesus makes his first public appearance. He reveals who he is and what he's come to do. His mission and his work and his character. And you'll note how John tries to stop him. The reason John tries to stop him is that John's baptism is for sinners, broken people. He says to them, who told you to flee the coming wrath of God? And then Jesus comes for the same baptism. Yet Jesus as um, Eva and Chloe reminded me earlier, uh, had not sinned at all. He was perfect. So why should he need such a baptism for sin like John was offering all those that were so far and so broken? But this is about Jesus identifying with sinners and bad and the broken in the world around us. This is reminding us that this Savior, this Jesus, this King is humble. He comes to stoop low to identify with the likes of us. And the likes of you, sorry. Um, He comes to stand with us in that moment of sin and brokenness, yet without sin himself. He identifies with us through that act of baptism. And this will be the mark of his ministry, that humility, that identifying, that standing alongside the sinful and the broken right up until his crucifixion. He would eat with sinners and outcasts and broken and those considered dirty and the bottom of the social pile. He would eat with them and love them and walk with them. And then we're told in Philippians, right to the very end, his humility would mean he would give his life so that we could be found righteous in God's sight. Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 to 10. In your relationships with one another, Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. This Jesus in his humility offered us salvation from our hostility and our sin. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21. We read this. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. He's baptized a sinner's baptism to identify with those who are broken and who are lost so that they could become the righteousness of God. But it's more than that, this baptism. This is an announcement as to who he is. He's called God's son. Psalm chapter 2, verse, or Psalm 2 I should say, verse 7. We get this wonderful messianic promise hundreds of years before. I will proclaim to you the Lord's decree. He said to me, You are my son. Today I have become your father. Psalm 2 speaks of this king, this anointed one, who's going to come and rule the earth on God the Father's behalf. And so as he comes out of that water and God the Father speaks, the third, only one of three times in the New Testament publicly, he says, This is the one you've been waiting for. And isn't that the message of Christians? Isn't that our message to a broken world? This is the one you have been waiting for. Most people don't know they're waiting for Jesus. They think they're waiting for all sorts of things, the world promises. But they're waiting for Jesus the Christ. This is the one you've been waiting for. You're not waiting for anyone else. You think you're waiting for this thing or that thing or that movement or that philosophy or whatever. Or that feeling. This is the one you're waiting for. I found him when I was 11 years old. I thank the Lord that I did because he was the one I was waiting for. And do I think I should have lived a moment longer without Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior? Can I imagine getting to 43 years old, not knowing what I know through knowing Jesus? No, I cannot imagine a single second of not knowing Christ as my Lord and Savior. Am I broken? Am I a sinner? Am I a mess? Yes, 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 yes. But am I saved and loved and safe? Yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. This is a statement. This is the one who was promised who has now come. The Holy Spirit comes down like a dove, not an actual dove, but like a dove. We think of readings like Genesis chapter 8, verses 8 to 12, when the dove uh, was sent out from the ark and it announced uh, a new world, and new hope. Jesus brings a new world and a new hope to each of us. And boy, don't we need it. The heavens are opened, we read. Isaiah 64 verse 1 talks to heaven's opening. Ezekiel chapter 1, the first thing Ezekiel sees is heaven being torn apart and God coming down. All those prophecies are being seen in this act of humility. This is the most mighty act of God in the most humble act of love. He is the king, but he is wonderful. And so baptism then becomes not just a thing that you do, at some point because the guy at the front badges you about it <laughs> or enough people say to you do you not think you should get baptized baptism then becomes for God's people of utmost significance to go through the waters of baptism after you've asked Jesus Christ into your life is the most significant next step you will ever take this morning funnily enough well it's not funny because God's in charge of everything and I'm never surprised I happen to be reading Matthew 28 as part of my daily reading. This is the Great Commission. It says, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When he saw them, they worshipped. He worshipped them, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son, of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you and surely I will be with you to the very end of the age baptism matters because it is a command by Jesus Christ it is the next step we too in humility don't identify he doesn't identify with us when we're baptized but we identify with him his death and his resurrection we too declare who we are not the son of God but children of God We declare to a world that is broken and the evil around it that we will follow him until the day of our death and into eternity. It is how we know we're his people, by declaring it publicly. It is the most important next step. And so now we're going to do something a little bit different. Tony's going to share something that happened this week um, that's quite important, and uh, and I I want him to share it with you all this morning. So...
2: Good morning, everyone. Last night, I was listening to my audio book, and Paul was in deep trouble with uh, trying to tell people about Jesus, and He was carted off to Felix, and then Festus, and and I thought to myself, goodness me, I hope this morning, when I tell you my story, they haven't got a modern version of Felix here. Anyway, I'm going to tell you of a dream. Uh, that took place about two weeks ago. And, um, I had in front of me this building that, uh, look, reminded me of, uh, um, the American buildings with, uh, um, um, all the big steps leading up to the doors and the DA standing at the top. <laughs> it's uh, just reminded me of that. Anyway, I went up these steps. There was no one around. And in this dream, uh these big doors in front of me. And I just pushed the door open and went in. I don't know, why was I going in there? And having gone in there, the doors shut behind me with a loud click. Click. And I knew that you couldn't go out that way. Now, why that should be and how relevant it is, I don't know. But having arrived in this big hall, somebody says to me, not in a voice that I can hear, but I'm in no doubt they said it. Tell them. Tell them. To, to go and get baptised. And then I got this message at the same time. This will be, this message will be repeated three times. And that was the end of my dream. And I woke up and like most people you think, it was a dream, strange dream, uh, and I really thought no more about it. And then about two or three days later, I get the same message. Tell them, to go and get baptised. And that was was the second time. And even then, I didn't really attach much importance to it, thinking to myself, it's so unlikely that anything else would come. So that was it. And then about nearly a week later, I'm laying in bed and Jean is with me, reading a book. And I thought, I'd like to read my audio book which comes to me on a memory stick from torch trust and i i always know that when i want to listen to it in the in the evening before we turn the lights off that it puts gene off <laughs> And she can't really read a book. But anyway, I I said, do you mind if I put my speaker on? And she said, no, no, no. She always says, that's all right. (laughs) I turned it on. And the first, the very first thing that comes is go and be baptized. Well, I can't even begin to tell you how I felt. My heart must have been beating so fast. I thought, that's the, third, that's the third time. And I have to do it. If God says you do something, I know from past experience you never say no. So, I spoke to Gary and I thought, this is so important because I had a problem with getting baptised. I thought, I don't need to, I was baptised as a child, I'm too old anyway, it doesn't matter anymore. And then John Walford at the Baptist Church in Bishop Thoughtford, he was asking people to come forward and be baptised. And I thought, no, no. And then I saw a film of Jesus. being baptised. I know it was only a film, but to see the water running down his face, I thought, you stupid man, you stupid, stupid man. And I felt so ashamed because it is so important for us to actually come up, no matter what, no matter how you might feel, and just say, To Jesus, that you want him to be your Lord and Saviour. And when you think of the courage of people like Leah in Nigeria, surely we can do, we can manage something. Like this, and be a little bit courageous, and come up here. And believe you me, you will never ever regret it.
1: Amen. And um, just as we finish, um, I don't want to. Put... Tony, the church, but, uh, thank you so much Tony. Uh, we believe it's right to uh, listen when God speaks and God speaks in miraculous ways and uh, we want to be a church that hears uh, when God speaks and so I'm not going to say anything except uh, an appeal. Um, maybe you've not yet made Jesus your saviour, you've sat on the fence. Um, maybe today's the day we're going to say a prayer in a second. Um, and Maybe you've been a Christian a long time and maybe all the things that Tony said have resonated with you. Maybe you've, you've come up with a whole re- list of reasons why you've not been baptised. Uh, maybe today's the day to be brave. Uh, It is the day to be brave. This is the day to take the next step in your faith. Um, Inertia is the great killer of Christianity. If we stand still, then we just sink. God calls you forward, not backwards and not into a static relationship. And so it doesn't matter how old you are, doesn't matter how long you've been a Christian. You may feel embarrassed, but you don't need to because we're a family and we love each other. And so even if you've been a member of this church for donkey's years, and you think, how can I possibly do it now? How can you possibly not? What a testimony that would be to those other people who are struggling. Or maybe you're a brand new Christian. Maybe you're about to pray the prayer with me. Then that's just, let's just do it. Um, let's not hang on. I, I'm convinced in the early years of the church, they just believed and they got baptised immediately. We've made it a whole big thing. If you love Jesus and He's your Lord and Saviour, then let me baptise you. We have one the 27th of June, and, and I'm sure Bess won't mind sharing um, with other people. So if you want to do it then, let's do it then. Let's not put it off a moment longer. Let me just pray two prayers. And then the music group will perhaps just play the, the song as, we, as you're leaving. But let's just pray. Let me ask you to stand as we, as we come to the end. And just with eyes closed, I just want to speak to those people um, who haven't made that commitment to ask Jesus into their life. And if you're at home, I invite you to stand with us. This is for you as well. I want to pray a prayer. If you believe that Jesus is God's son, that he died and rose again, you believe he took your sin and you want to follow him like so many of us in this room do just repeat this prayer with me out loud if you want or just in your heart. so we pray lord jesus i believe that you are god's one and only son i believe lord jesus that you came to this earth as a man i believe that you were perfect and I believe at 33 years old, you gave your life on the cross for my sin. I believe on the third day, you rose again. And I believe, Lord, that you are in heaven now. And so, Lord Jesus, I want to say sorry for my sin. I want to say sorry for the times I've tried to live my way and not yours. Well, Jesus, I want to put all of that behind me. And I ask you now to be my Lord and my Savior. Lord, come into my life and be my King and my Lord. Amen. And if you prayed that prayer, we want to speak to you. Please don't go home without telling someone. Uh, we'd love to meet with you and talk to you more about what it means to be a Christian. Let me pray a second prayer. Uh, about baptism again this is for at home and here father god lord you know that i have stood on the sidelines of the shore as it like if you like for so many years father i want to say sorry for the philosophy and the uh, the arguments i've built up that have stopped me going through the waters of baptism father forgive me for being scared forgive me for not doing as you call me to do Father, right here, right now, I promise you that I will be baptized. And I thank you, Lord, that you speak to your people. And please continue to speak to me, Lord, for the rest of my life. Lord, give me courage to speak this morning, Lord, about doing it soon. Lord, move me forward, I pray. And meet me in those waters. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me finish with a prayer. Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you, Lord, that no matter what our timescales are, your spirit will move, Lord, your way, according to your will and your purposes. And, Father God, as a church, we want to be open-hearted, Lord, in everything we do and say. We thank you, Lord, that you speak to your people in dreams and visions, through your word, Lord, through other ways. And we thank you, Lord, that we test it with scripture. And, Lord, when it agrees with your word, we say hallelujah, and we let it ring out loudly as we've done this morning. I thank you, Lord, for the way you spoke to Tony. Father God, for that very clear testimony. Lord, use it for your glory. Holy Spirit, be poured out on your people now, I pray. Lord, touch hearts at home and in this room. And I pray that many more be added to your family. And I pray you're blessed this morning as we go from this place now. In Jesus' name, amen.